You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And for the next uh, month, we're going to be studying the importance of praying with the Spirit. And I'm going to explain thoroughly what that means. And uh, if you have questions about this, I encourage you to be sure to follow along in your Bible. And, and if you do get the email that we send out every day, you'll see a lot of the Scripture that we'll be using there. It'll help you keep track of where we're coming from on all of this. And all you got to do is go to myfaithroots.com, and that's where you can sign up and get that free email. So let's go right away to our text. And these are the words of John the Baptist, and he is prophesying about something amazing that Jesus is going to do. He said in Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, the Holy Spirit came upon certain individuals in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, but by no means did God pour out the Holy Spirit on all of the Jewish people. That was reserved for a few. There were kings who were anointed by the Spirit. There were prophets anointed by the Spirit. And the priests were also anointed in certain ways by the Holy Spirit. Each one of these had a particular anointing. But what John is talking about here is something totally different. This is radical. And I think sometimes we uh, fail to appreciate some of the things that we've been given because we are reading through the Bible backward. In other words, we have all of this knowledge. We know the end and uh, we know how things came about. And we sometimes forget to really fully appreciate what a statement meant at the time it was first made. And this is a remarkable statement. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so uh, th this is just a, a revolutionary idea. And uh, so there had to be a lot of anticipation in the community of believers, especially those who were John's disciples, about exactly what would that look like? What does that mean? So <clears throat> I want to go back and I want to do a little study about different people who prophesied, who spoke by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The first one that we read about is Enoch, and you won't read about it in Genesis. You actually read it in Jude 14. It says, Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied, and of course he said that I saw the Lord coming with ten thousands of his saints. And so Enoch was the first one that we know of who was anointed of the Holy Spirit, who had the ability to speak an inspired utterance or an inspired word from God, and uh, he's the first one. Now, Abraham came after him, and although uh, uh, Abraham's very early in the book of Genesis, Enoch is really the first one. Prophecy is speaking in a known language. That means that the language that's being spoken is known to the speaker. And it is a known language 
under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The words that are being spoken are definitely inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's prophecy. This is important. Prophecy is not always foretelling the future. Now, in Enoch's case, it was. And, and a lot of the prophecy that we read in Scripture is not just what we would call simple prophecy, but it also has a gift of revelation along with it, which most of the time is the word of wisdom. And we'll get into that. We'll explain what that is. But uh, prophecy by itself is not always foretelling the future. Now, I want to show you Exodus chapter 15, two verses, verses 20, 21. And this is the sister of Moses. Her name is Miriam. She's the little girl who was standing there when Pharaoh's daughter found Moses on the edge of the Nile River in the bulrushes, and she asked uh, Pharaoh's daughter if she would need a wet nurse. And, of course, she was able to connect her own mother with, with uh, Moses, and uh, he had the benefit of being divinely protected by Pharaoh's daughter, but at the same time nurtured and raised by his own mother. All right, then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out with her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Now, she is speaking by the Spirit of God. But there's no revelation here. The Red Sea had already been parted. The Red Sea had come crashing down on top of Pharaoh and all of his army. And so she is prophesying, but she's speaking of something that has already happened. And uh, she's giving God glory. She's magnifying the Lord. But there's no foretelling of the future in this. Yet she is called Miriam the prophetess. So just because someone prophesies doesn't mean that they are necessarily going to uh, give us insight into the future. Uh, that doesn't always happen. And the reason I, I want to bear that out is because uh, there is a great deal of prophecy in our daily living available to us where we are speaking inspired things that are not necessarily the foretelling of the future, but they are maybe an inspired psalm that the Holy Spirit brings to your mind, and you say that and repeat that, and, and it lifts you and, and stirs the atmosphere around you, and, and there's a spirit of prophecy on that. There are lots of pastors who have the spirit of prophecy on them when they preach, They'll be preaching, and you'll hear them say, I had no intention of saying that. In fact, this is the first time I've ever even seen this. But while they were speaking, they had some additional insight into the Word of God. And that's the spirit of prophecy. And, and, and it should be that way, because they're operating under the principle, give, and it shall be given unto you. That's not just talking about money. It happens with everything. I remember when I first began to travel and teach people about children's ministry. It was everything I could do to come up with enough material to cover a Saturday seminar. But after I did it about a half dozen times, I had so much more material because as I was teaching, I started seeing things. Things came to me. I, I, it expanded on me. That's the spirit of prophecy. And so that happens a lot more than what we realize. But we are so uh, uh, wired to think that prophecy is the foretelling of the future, giving details and so forth. 
And simple prophecy is not that. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 3 tells us about what simple prophecy does. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. None of these things describe revelation or the foretelling of the future. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. The word edify here is a word that means to build up, to charge, as in charging a battery. There's a transmission of spiritual energy. In other words, when we prophesy, we're charging people, we're encouraging people, we're lifting people and calling attention to what God has done. And that by itself is uplifting to people. Secondly, there is exhortation. Exhortation is just the opposite of revelation. I'll I'll give you a great definition of exhortation. It is the mother telling her son five, six, seven times, go make your bed. The the first time it may have been revelation, but every time after that it is exhortation. It is hearing something that you're to do. You're being told to do something you already know, but you're being exhorted to go get it done. That's what exhortation is. So sometimes when you go to church, you're, you're receiving revelation, but sometimes you go and you're not really receiving anything you didn't know. You're being told to do something that you've already been taught. That is exhortation, and the Holy Spirit anoints that. That's important. You can't expect to have full revelation every time you go to church. And uh, so we, we understand this. First uh, John chapter 2, verse 7, John says, Beloved, I write unto you no new commandment but the same word. You've heard from the beginning that you love one another. He says, in other words, don't expect me to give you something new and exotic that's never been said before. He brings us back to something that we already were told to do, we already knew. And then finally there is comfort and the Holy Spirit, and this is so important, The Holy Spirit never leads us into confusion, and He does not use fear or torment to guide us. Now, you know, I've I've heard people talk about having a burden to pray, and I think I should comment on this. A burden to pray is a sense. Somebody's in trouble, don't know who I'm praying for, so we pray with the help of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we do know who we're praying for, and we will pray with some degree of knowledge. But here's the point. The Holy Spirit never comes to us with fear, dread, and torment. If He is prompting you to pray, it is because your prayers can do something. It is not a ha-ha, there's nothing you can do, but I wanted you to know about this great tragedy before it happened just so you could get ready for it. That is not the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes with comfort. That's a key word in all of this. And so many people think that some of the fears that they have, and especially in the middle of the night when they wake up, they think that that might somehow be the Holy Spirit trying to prepare them for something bad that's about to come. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes with comfort. So prophecy is an inspirational message in a language that you know that does three things. It edifies, it exhorts, and it comforts. And that by itself is not necessarily a supernatural revelation, but it is very important, and it does have amazing power to refresh and stimulate you. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today, but don't miss tomorrow because it's going to be a very important message as all of these are. And I hope you'll join me then. See you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.